Chapter 36 of A Year's Prayer Meeting Talks. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. A Year's Prayer Meeting Talks by Louis Albert Banks. Chapter 36 Commonplace Heroes. First Samuel chapter 30 verses 1 to 25. This is one of the most interesting stories in the Bible. There is, perhaps, no other story which brings out in such bold relief so many characteristics of David. His grief on discovering the capture of his family brings him very close to us. We stand a little in awe of a man who can slay a giant with a sling and a smooth stone, and the majesty and the beauty of his psalms exalt him among the geniuses. But when he stands among his soldiers sobbing and crying for his wife and children carried away into captivity, we creep up close to him and lay our hands on his shoulder and sob with him in sympathy the psalmist and the slayer of giants is forgotten he is our brother but it is just like david to brush the tears from his eyes and prepare to go after the enemy and rescue his loved ones david was a man of action the great work of the world is done not so much by the giants and the geniuses as by the men of energy who may weep for an hour like other men but who are able to throw themselves into the saddle and gallop after the enemy for the other twenty-three hours in the day it is just like david again that even in his great hurry and anxiety he should have taken time for prayer for david's salvation was in this that at the bottom his soul was reverent toward god david was always blundering he could get into more mistakes and sins than most people but there was no malicious purpose to sin in david's heart and he was quick to repent and confess his wrong the success of david's undertaking was remarkable and yet that too was characteristic he had a habit of success as have all men who make their faith and works go together david never used prayer to take the place of what he could do himself some people seem to think of prayer as a makeshift to cover their own laziness david wanted god's help he knew he could not succeed without it but he did not ask the lord to succeed without david many a life which is getting to be a chronic failure would soon have the air of perpetual success if david's prayerfulness and energetic fighting qualities were both imitated the special theme however which i wish to emphasize is found in this last paragraph which tells of david's treatment of the two hundred men who were so worn out that they were not able to go beyond the base door and who had been left there in camp to take care of the baggage when the four hundred who had gone ahead with david had won their great victory and were coming back with the flocks and herds not only their own but those captured from the enemy some selfish greedy fellows among david's soldiers got up a scheme to cheat those who had been left in camp out of their share of the spoils they said among themselves that they would not give to the men who stayed behind anything except to allow each man to have his wife and children 
and they were going to send them back to their burned homes and ravaged fields without any part of the spoils that were taken from the enemy to indemnify them for their losses david's solution of the matter reveals the secret of his great power as a leader over wild half-tamed men whom he was able not only to hold and control but to inspire to the most heroic deeds his words are courteous and gentle but they are very firm you feel the iron hand under the velvet glove then said david ye shall not do so my brethren with that which the lord has given us who hath preserved us and delivered the company that came against us into our hand for who will hearken unto you in this matter but as his part is that goeth down to the battle so shall his part be that tarrieth by the stuff they shall part alike this decision commended itself so thoroughly to david and to the people that it came to be a part of the common law of the land nothing david ever did reveals more perfectly his character as a statesman no doubt many of the bravest men david had were among those footsore and faint men who were compelled to their own mortification and sorrow to camp beside the basor in remaining in camp taking care of the stuff they had fulfilled their duty under a good deal harder circumstances than did those who went on to battle this is of interest to every one of us there is not a man or woman among us who does not remember some tiresome tedious day when we lay with sore feet and sore heart watching over the stuff beside the basor it requires more heroism many times to keep cheerful and patient when all we can do is to lie by than it would to go out and fight for the cause that is dear to us many a mother who has abilities for conspicuous social or public service has been chained for years by her fireside standing by the stuff in the care of her little children but god has not overlooked her heroism and has seen to it and will see to it that she has her share of the spoils susanna wesley was one of the very best educated women of her time and it is doubtful if any woman of that day had greater abilities and yet she could do nothing but simply stand by the stuff and toil day and night for that great family of nineteen children but john wesley's sermons and charles wesley's hymns and millions of methodist adherents throughout the world render their tribute of spoil to susanna wesley no doubt some of you are at this moment chained in a narrow place to a little round of commonplace duties while your soul looks longingly to the wider horizon and to the better opportunity to exert and express yourself but let us remember that while we may be forced to lie in camp for a time god is not footsore or weary but will ride on to victory he will take our will and purpose and longing for the deed we are not able to do and will divide us our share of the spoils the oft-quoted line they also serve who only stand and wait is realized in every day of ordinary life god's soldiers are not all on tented field the great majority of them are in the fortresses of home and social and business life where they stand with quiet courage to hold the battle line against ignorance and sin my old oregon friend joaquin miller sings a song of this sort of battle nay not for fame but for the right to make this fair world fairer still or lordly lily of a night 
or sun-topped tower of a hill or high or low or near or far or dull or keen or bright or dim or blade of grass or brightest star all all are but the same to him o pity of the strife for place o pity of the strife for power how scarred how marred a mountain's face how fair the fair face of a flower the blade of grass beneath your feet the bravest sword i braver far to do and die in mute defeat thou bravest conqueror of war when i am dead say this but this he grasped at no man's blade or shield or banner bore but helmet less alone unknown he held the field he held the field with sabre drawn for god had set him in the fight he held the field fought on and on and so fell fighting for the right End of chapter 36